بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين My dear brother, this is just a summary of Sunday talk that was on Sunday, October 14 just to give the benefit of our brothers that who do not speak Arabic to get a summary of what we talked about in the session on the talk of uh, Sunday, uh, October 14. Uh, last week we talked about uh, we talked about uh, uh, the the tether and the, their their uh, their start and their uh, built up of their nation by uh, uh, their, uh, their their leader named Timujin, who also called himself Genghis Khan, means the conqueror of the world and uh, he we reached the point where he controlled all of all of china uh, mongolia korea siberia thailand all those countries in the eastern uh, in, in the asian um, most of asia and then he started now to uh, come into uh, the arab the, the the islamic states uh, which is the the khawarizmi state that was neighboring uh, China. So he started uh, by invading uh, the Islamic world and the first city, as we listed the last time, last week, the first city in uh, 616 Hijri was the town of Bukhara, where he abolished that town. He totally destroyed that town and killed all its people. Um, the next two cities that we talked about uh, this morning and on Sunday were Samarkand, which was the next city that he invaded, and the other city was uh, uh, Maro, which is another city in the north of uh, north of Afghanistan now. Samarkand was a was a was a rich city, one of the richer cities of the Islamic world. And it had like 50,000 of the Khawarizmi army. Um, however, those those soldiers were not trained, were not up to date in training, and were not, um, you know, up, up to the standard of fighting uh, those Tatars. Of course, there was no preparation, as we said last time. People, Islamic people, you know, people in the Islamic world were were following the dunya, were following all the, you know, trying to gain money and trying to gain. Uh, to gain uh, enjoyment in this life, they did not care much about jihad or about their religion, about fighting the uh, the, the enemies of Islam. So uh, that did not help much. So they were defeated in Samarkand, the fifty thousand Khawarizmi, uh, and they were all killed in that in that fight. And similar to what Genghis uh, Khan did to Bukhara, they did the same thing to Samarkand, and Samarkand was wiped out again um the next city that he moved to was Maro, which is another bigger actually was a bigger city in north of Afghanistan, and it was a very rich city it had nine hundred thousand people by you know by by time measurement looking at the time that this this city was uh, was in history that means it's it's a big city you know by by measures of that time um so that city also uh, had seven uh, had nine hundred people, as we said, from uh, of occupants, and uh, they realized that uh, Genghis Khan was coming towards them, so they 
they wanted to do something, although their leader, which is Muhammad bin Khawarizm, already left them without any, any left them defenseless actually, without any army, uh, just because he wanted to protect himself and to protect his property. So he moved back to, to the capital of, of his state. So he left that city uh, without defenseless, you know, without any defending from the army. And the people thought that we, we should do something about this. Of course, they were not prepared. They, were, they didn't have an, enough army. So they formed an, an army from, from their own. You know, they picked the people who can fight. And they came up with 200 soldiers or 200 local soldiers of, uh, of Maro to fight uh, the Genghis, the fight Genghis Khan. And they tried their best, but again, they, they were not successful and they were all killed in the fight. And uh, unfortunately, similar, similar destiny happened tomorrow uh, to the other two cities, to the other two sister cities of Samarkand and Bukhara. Um, actually, um, if you look at the, at the map now, you will not even a mention, you will not even find a mention of the name of that city. It was totally wiped out from, since that time and never came back again. Um, the, 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 just a reminder of uh, Hadith Rasul and Zainab bin Jahsh, which is the wife of the Prophet. Uh, she said the Rasulullah once uh, 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 he, he woke up from his sleep and uh, he was he had a red face he was you know panic like as if he's panicking and he was saying la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah and he was saying wailun uh, arab means uh, you know uh, death is coming to to arabs from a, uh, a danger thing that is coming uh, coming soon and he was referring to yajuj yajuj and majuj um, and he said that there was an opening for them, you know, like a circle with his hand in there in the dam that was it used to block them. And uh, she asked the Prophet the wife asked him, um, "Are we going to be, uh, you know, abolished or killed uh, while we have some good people amongst us, you know, the uh, good Muslims amongst us?" And he said, "Yes, you will." Especially if there is, uh, you know, bad deeds that are spreading amongst you, and this is what happened and keeps happening, uh, unless we, you know, unless we Muslims, uh, would, you know, fight the the bad things that's happening in us, fight the shaitan that's trying to control us, that you know, fight fight the, all the sins that happening around us, then uh, we are. Uh, Vulnerable to uh, be defeated by uh, the bad people. Now, um, continuing with the story of the Mughal um, or the Tatar, in five years after that, from 634 to 639, uh, the Mughal, the Tatar, reached to Europe and they reached up to Poland and they occupied Poland, Yugoslavia, Ukraine. Um, um, Croatia, all of those areas. So now their state expands from Korea in the east to Poland in the west, and from Russia in the north to uh, the uh, the ocean uh, in, in the south, the Indian Ocean in the south. 
uh, all of that area area now is under their control. They haven't yet attacked the uh, Abbasi Caliphate uh, simply because the Abbasi Caliphate was, as as we mentioned last time, they were the major power, a major was supposed to be a major power at that time. So they expected that they will have uh, a lot of army and a lot of uh, ammunition in Baghdad. So they didn't want to attack the, uh, the Khalifa, Khalifa Abbasi uh, because they just uh, they just they just left them at the end to the end. Um, after the, uh, after that, Jenkis uh, Khan died, uh, and his son took over, and then his son died, and the other son took over, and so on. And uh, eventually, uh, a guy from the governing uh, body of uh, the state of uh, Mughal came into power. His name is Minko Khan. And uh, he had uh, this uh, vision that he will continue expansion. And it's about, he thought it's about time now to uh, try and conquer the, uh, the Abbasi Caliphate. And uh, he gave his brother the leadership of the west part of uh, of the state of the Mongolian state. Uh, his name was a famous name that is known to the Muslims, and caused a lot of misery to the Muslims. His name was Holako. This guy he planned his attack on the on Baghdad, the, which is the main the, the the biggest city at the time in the whole world, or even. Uh, yeah, I mean, in, in the in, in the Islamic world as well as the whole world. So he planned his attack on the Abbasi Khilafat, and from the the year 649 until 656, where he attacked the where he attacked Baghdad. The things that he did were amazing. He was really preparing for his attack, so he uh, cleared all the roads from Mongolia up to Iraq. Um, he prepared uh, all those roads and bridges and so on to allow his army to, you know, have a smooth, uh, a smooth uh, travel. Um, he uh, he established his army and made, you know, made him prepared for the fight with the Islamic uh, with the Islamic army. And he made a lot of uh, a lot of treaties with the people around the around the uh, Abbasi uh, Caliphate. Like uh, Talajqa in in Turkey, like uh, the people, the, the, the unfortunately the Muslim people actually were also in, on, on his side. They were his, his allies against the Islamic uh, Caliphate in Aleppo and uh, in those areas. So, and he also made something which is uh, which is also weird that he actually cooperated with the chief minister. Under the ruling of uh, Al-Khalifa Al-Mustasim, uh, Mustasim Billah, who was the, the Caliphate of the, the Abbasi Caliphate in Baghdad, and he actually cooperated with him, and uh, uh, he, he he promised him of the ruling after he destroys the Caliphate. So this guy uh, was a Shiite. His, his name was Muayyad Al-Alqami, Muayyad Al-Din Al-Alqami. He was from the Shia sect, so he cooperated with Holako from internal. So that was an internal espionage uh, from this uh, from this uh, chief minister. 
So uh, he prepared everything. He prepared the scenario for the attack. So he started uh, uh, surrounding Baghdad from east, north, and south. From the east was his his own self on the army, on the Mongolian army coming from the east. Bijou is the their leader coming from Europe after they conquered Europe, and uh, there was a, a, another guy called Katrudanwais from the south. The armies were about fifty kilometers from uh, from Baghdad when Khalifa the Caliphate Mustasim Billah discovered this. Of course, it was too late. The intelligence of the Abbasi uh, Caliphate discovered this too late, as usual. As usual. And he made a he made a, a meeting with his leaders, including his chief staff Muayyad al-Din al-Qabi. So some of the leaders said, "No, we should fight." And he was he knew that this was the right thing to do because that's the only thing they can do. Otherwise, if they go for negotiations, he knew that you cannot trust the, the Mongolians. So um, he said, "Okay, let us let us try that route." And he declared jihad the first time for so many years. He declared jihad. Of course, it was too late, and the army was already reduced from one hundred thousand soldiers to only ten thousand soldiers, based on the advice from Muayyad al-Halqami, of course, uh, that you know that the traitor. So um, uh, he asked his uh, one of his leaders called Mujahid al-Din. He was he was one of the Leaders, one of the honest leaders that said he will fight the, the, the Mongolians. So they went to the area of Anbar. However, as you would expect, they were defeated badly and they were all wiped out. So, uh, so Holako started closing in on Baghdad until uh, they surrounded it for a month or so. And then they decided to start bombing uh, Baghdad. With uh, with stones and with uh, uh, with um, with arrows that have fire at the, at the end of them, and this is uh, this has continued for four days, uh, at which time uh, the, the caliph, their uh, the Abbasid caliph, did you know recognized that there is no no way he can do anything, and he sent he sent asking for peace, you know, asking for uh, reconciliation with Holako. So Holako said, okay, you can come now, bring your, uh, you know, bring your envoy and uh, let us discuss this. So 700 of the people, of the ministers and, and, and merchants and everything came from Baghdad to meet him, to meet Holako. And of course, as you would expect, uh, he only kept 17 of the main people, including the caliphate, the caliph. Uh, and sent others for killing. They killed everybody except those 17 people. And immediately, Holaku uh, uh, declared for his army that uh, you can attack now Baghdad and don't, you know, don't preserve anything. You do whatever you like in, in its people, you know, and, 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 its, uh, and its buildings and its mosques and everything. Just, you know, burn, kill, whatever you want to do with, with Baghdad. Baghdad at the time was a big city, was three million inhabitants there. Um, it had also a big library, the, the biggest library in the world, millions and millions of books translated from different cultures and different uh, civilizations. 
So when he attacked, uh, he started killing. 40 days of killing, just killing of people, of Muslims in, in Baghdad. And uh, he let the, the, caliph, uh, the caliph of Mustasim, he allowed him to live for 10 days to watch the killing that is happening in Baghdad, to watch the destruction of Baghdad in front of his own eyes while he's still living, which was, of course, you know, suffering more than any other suffering, to see that happening in front of him. Two of his of the children of the caliphate were killed in front of his eyes, and um, eventually he was killed by putting him in a sack. And uh, the Hulaku asked his soldiers to kick him in the in the sack that he was put in until he died from kicking by the feet. That was the miserable uh, end of uh, the caliphate, the, the Abbasi caliphate at that time. Um, after 40 days of killing, uh, Holako decided that uh, killing was becoming too much, that too many, too many corpses in the, in the streets. That was a danger of, uh, of sickness and so on. So he, he gave them, he said, stop the killing now. And he allowed the, the, other, the, second, you know, the, next, the remaining two million to start burying those people who died. Now, unfortunately, plague also uh, attacked Baghdad as well. After that, because obviously because of the of the killing of the, the you know uh, deteriorating corpses in the streets, and uh, plague was affecting the people. So whoever whoever did not die from the killing direct killing, he died from plague. Um, that was the, the the fall of the Abbasi uh, uh, Caliphate, uh, and that was the end of it. <coughs> Regarding the books in the main library of Baghdad, they were all thrown in the the, uh, the Dajlak River, uh, and uh, they, there were so many books to the extent that the, the color of the, the river turned black because of the, the ink. So after that, Holako uh, uh, <clears throat> continued his conquer of the Islamic world, and he moved to Syria. Taken, uh, you know, conquered Aleppo, Damascus, Jerusalem, all of Palestine. So it's all now under the control of the Tatar and the, the Mughal. And uh, that that was, uh, you know, that was when he started to approach uh, the borders of Egypt, uh, where we will continue next week and see how the Muslims rose up for this challenge, for this huge challenge that they have been suffering from for about 50 years now, more than 50 years, and how they fought it back. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Salatu Wassalamu Ala Sayyidina Muhammad, Ala Ali Wa Sahbihi Wa Sma'in, Zakumullah Khair.